Welcome, Giants fans. You are listening to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine, and I thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to today's show. Today's show will feature an interview with Rick Snyder, longtime Washington, D.C. area sports columnist, as we preview Sunday's matchup between the Giants and the Washington Redskins. Before we get to that, however, wanted to uh, talk about a couple of Giants-related topics. First, the news regarding uh, safety Landon Collins. And second, just a quick overview, some thoughts on the remaining four games for the Giants. The Collins news, unfortunately, uh, the two-time Pro Bowl safety, I'm sure you're aware by now, is going to miss the rest of the season. Suffered a torn labrum in Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. Will need surgery to fix that. Uh, Expected recovery time is four to six months. The The issue with Landon Collins at this point is what will happen in 2019. Collins can be a free agent at the end of this season, which means we don't know at this point whether or not he'll be back with the Giants. Do the Giants want to give Collins a very good player, obviously, a long-term contract, Does Collins want to stay in New York? It's kind of a murky situation. We know that the Giants, you know, looked into or at least accepted offers for Collins at the trade deadline. What is the relationship between Collins and the Giants right now? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you, you know, where that relationship stands. The the possibility exists at this point And my guess, as others have also indicated in the media, my guess is the likely outcome of this is probably Collins being hit with the franchise tag for the 2019 season. And honestly, I don't see that as a bad outcome for either side. It gives Collins, you know, coming off an injury, an opportunity to to rebuild his market value, something that's going to take a hit, obviously, coming off of this injury. It gives the Giants the ability to keep a very good player under contract for at least one more season. So, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. The Giants aren't telling us exactly how they feel about Collins and whether they're willing to make him a long-term offer at this point in time. But, you know, looking ahead, I would not be surprised at all to see Collins hit with the franchise tag. Joel Corey of CBS Sports said that that franchise tag is going to uh, to likely be slightly more than $11 million for the safety position for the 2019 season. We'll see how it plays out. But best guess right now this far ahead of time is I would think that Collins will be a Giant in 2019, but probably not with a long-term contract. My guess at this point is playing under the franchise tag. The second thing I wanted to talk about before we get to the interview with Rick Snyder is the remaining four games for the Giants. The Giants have won three out of four 
after starting the season one and seven. And obviously we know that in those four games, you know, they were all the all of the victories came against quarterbacks who or at least starting quarterbacks who were not the guys that that uh that the the teams the Giants were playing had envisioned playing for them this season. Nick Mullins, Ryan Fitzpatrick replaced by Jameis Winston during the game against Tampa Bay. Chase Daniel for the Chicago Bears. The question for the Giants is going to be, are they really getting better or are they just taking advantage of, you know, weakened teams, you know, playing backup quarterbacks I do think that, you know, regardless of the answer to that question, Pat Shermer talks a lot about flipping culture, learning to win, getting victories is important. The Giants aren't going to make the playoffs, obviously, at this point in time. You know, there's a a minuscule chance of that happening, but let's be realistic. They're not making the playoffs. I do, however, think, and I've said in other places that I believe it's important to develop winning habits. You can't carry momentum from one season to the next. Maybe you can carry it from one week to the next, but not from one season to another. But you can learn how to win. You can, you know, with these some of the young players that the Giants have, you can teach them the right way. You can teach them that there's a reward, you know, for putting in the work. You can, you know, build their confidence that they can play and do the right things to win games at the NFL level. So the more games the Giants win down the stretch, I think the better that is for the franchise, the better that is for Pat Shermer going forward. So we'll see how the next four games play out. But I would, uh, you know, I know that people are, are interested in the NFL draft order. There are going to be good players no matter where the Giants end up selecting in the draft. I want to see the Giants play good football the remaining four games. I'd like to see them win games. I will continue to say that I believe there's benefit to that. All right, Giants fans, let's switch gears and get to the interview that I recorded earlier this week with Rick Snyder, longtime D.C. area sports columnist, as we talk about Sunday's Giants-Redskins game. Okay, Giants fans, we're joined now by Rick Snyder, columnist for 106.7 The Fan and the Washington Post Express in the in the D.C. area to talk about uh, this coming Sunday's game against the, the Washington Redskins. How you doing today, Rick? Well, I'm doing better than Redskins. Season pretty much ended, and uh, we picked a good week to come down here to play. Yeah, well, you know, it. Uh, I really didn't think that uh, that the Redskins season was going to come down to to Mark Sanchez playing quarterback. Wow, man! If you had that at Vegas, you're a millionaire today because he wasn't even on the team two weeks ago, and uh, he knows he knows about 15 plays, uh, basically short dump offs. Uh, and I thought he looked okay for what happened. But the only time they scored was in nine, his first first snap he hands off to Adrian Peterson, who runs 90 yards for a touchdown. And you're kind of laughing, oh, this is starting well. And then they never did a thing again. And I don't expect them to do a thing again in the next four days. Yeah, it, uh, you know, we've both seen quarterbacks get hurt before. But have you ever seen anything quite like this with, with 
got you know Alex Smith going down with the with the the gruesome broken leg, and then two weeks later you get you know Colt McCoy with a you know with a, a similar although not quite as gruesome injury. Yeah, I can't remember two broken legs by quarterbacks. I mean, the last broken leg I remember was Joe Theismann. So he got kind of kicked to the side, uh, and it's yeah, it's nothing like Alex's injury for Colt. Still really bad. Colt's one of the nicest people in the world you will ever meet. Waited his turn, and boom, you know, it's gone. And he's out for the season. I expect he'll be under contract next year. He'll be back for, oh, training camp. I don't know the OTAs. That's the problem. They don't have a quarterback for OTAs um, even. And Smith, I don't know if Smith comes back. That's, that's a real question mark. Uh, and he won't be back in, before opening day next year. So, uh, it's, if you really freak it, they both had broken right legs, fibias, uh, and main bone. Uh, it, it is beyond bizarre, but that's the season. They're on their uh, third string uh, guards. You know, I mean, it just—it's weird. The offense has been obliterated. I think there's like two people left on offense from opening day. But the craziest part is the defense has been healthy, and it has just collapsed. Also, hmm. they're healthy. Wow. Let's figure that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the uh, the can you put your finger on that one, Rick? I mean, is it is it scheme? Is it coaching? Is it just guys underperforming? Um, you know what? You you have any answers for that one? Well, I think there's a, a couple things to play. The, the defense, the, the linebackers aren't doing the job like they should, um, and they really don't have much of a pass rush. Um, Ryan Kerrigan's got a little bit of numbers, but he's he's really just a guy that has some numbers but not an impact. Preston Smith is just a very streaky guy. You know, he'll have a couple good games and then nothing for a while, which is what's going on again. So without any pass rush, they've also been able, the amazing part is they've allowed their run defense to get overrun the last five weeks. And they were doing so well before that. You know, the Alabama wall and a couple Alabama first-round picks, they were doing well. Now that you can gash their run defense and, and you can throw a sideline route for 10 yards anytime you want, they're just a Teams are just abusing them. At first, it was the good quarterbacks. Now it's any quarterback uh, on this. And Josh Norman's playing like a guy who doesn't want to get hurt, and that doesn't help. And they've lost another corner, uh, Will Bly- uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dunbar. So it's a little bit of everything. I think they, I don't think they're coached very well either because they just seem caught off guard a lot. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a season for Washington. I mean, in an NFC East that's you know plain and simple, not very good. You know, three weeks ago they were they were six and three. You know, looking like uh, like they might you know take advantage of uh, of all the the mediocrity around them and 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 kind of you know sneak their way to a division title. Now you look at their schedule and and they're six and six and 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 you wonder if they're going to finish six and ten. Yeah. Very much in play, can't score, and that's the problem. They can't score. Mm-hmm. In this coming draft, they could use a handful of picks, you know, like the Giants, mm-hmm. the first round. You know, you need they're going to have to go quarterback shop. They don't want to, mm-hmm. they're going to have to. And I thought last year Baker Mayfield would have been a great thing for them to have gotten. He fell down in the draft; it wasn't as expensive. I like Mayfield because he's a gamer. But they'd already invested in Alex Smith, which I didn't particularly love, but they had, so they couldn't go for a quarterback. Now, you really can't trust Alex Smith to come back. You've got to go quarterback shopping. But you also have to go shopping for a receiver and a corner and probably a guard, which you can get in a 
successfully ever met. They're probably going to go to the news. I wouldn't be surprised if they fire a team president, Bruce Allen, who very much deserves it. And I think they'll fire Gruden. I think you have to go get your GM as soon as you can because he's got to go find that coach as soon as you can. He's got to go figure out what quarterback he's going to go get. You know, that's a lot like your team in a way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny though. I mean, you talk about the Redskins, and it there, there's it seems like there's always turmoil there. It seems like it's been that way. I mean, there, there was a period of time a couple of years ago, I think, where we thought, you know, hey, they're they're turning it around a little bit. But but this team, for for the longest time, I mean, it just seems like it can't get get out of its own way. Yeah, very much. I mean, there was a very brief period you had some hope. And I guess in recent years, the one thing they haven't had as much is the off-field turmoil by and large. But then you go and get Ruben Foster, and man, that blew the volcano went off here last week over that. Um, I mean, why not go get Kareem Hunt then if you're not worried about this kind of thing? You know, yeah. He'll play more for you than Ruben Foster ever will. I, I don't see Ruben Foster ever playing for the Redskins. Why would you go? Why would you claim him? Just let him go into the offseason as a free agent. Let the NFL do its due diligence, and then Bitcoin Lynn, if you really want. To do it now is to invite all kinds of hell coming along. And now everybody's yelling about, what about Kaepernick? Well, do you really want to bring Kaepernick here? I mean, with four weeks to go, he probably really won't play or he won't have an impact if he does on this prospect, and you're inviting another ring of hell on, your, on yourselves. They do a lot of stupid things like that, but for a while they stopped doing it, but they're back in that game again. Yeah, I, you know, you, you got into the Reuben Foster stuff, and I'm glad you did because I was going to ask you about that. Obviously, the uh, the reaction to that obviously wasn't good. And how are they? Exp- I, I how are they explaining? You know, making that choice. Oh, they talk this nonsense about well, we have our own investigation. Well, I've heard that before, and it always amounts to nothing. Nothing. It's just lies that they say. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the guy's a talent, but no one would tolerate him. But even if 49ers let him go, you know, a year and a half in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he was just arrested the other day, you know, before mm-hmm. they took him. It's not like it was in the past and you could look. It just happened the other day he was arrested. Mm-hmm. So, he obviously doesn't learn from his mistakes. And it's just, they try to justify things, but you can't justify any of this stuff. Um, you know, it, he's going to end the problem with the league and the commissioner's list is you, you can't. The commissioner won't put him on that disqualified list until he's back on a team. So a team can inquire with the commissioner, hey, is this guy going to be in trouble if we sign him? Is he going to miss games? They'll kind of give you a heads up on that. So the Redskins, if they were smart, did do that and realize, well, he's not going to play this season. And they just figured, you know what, in life, everything, today's internet age, Everything blows over in five minutes. And it took a week to get it out of the system. Now with losing Colt McCoy to a season injury, they got so many other problems that Foster will get pushed to the back. But I don't ever see it, you know, doing it. And the Redskins fan base honestly has been broken. Um, this was the nation's capital's favorite team since Roy Lombardi came in 69. Um, it is no longer that. And I've been watching it for a while. No longer that. This this week I call it set up field. Uh, the weather's going to be bad anyway, but maybe snow or at least rain. Um, you know, I don't even think there'll be thirty thousand people there. You know, this is a place that sold out famously for years, forty years. 
Well, they, they're averaging about 30,000 Redskins fans or whatever visiting fans come. I hear from Giants fans I know that in Washington that aren't going to go to the game. I don't know if there'll be 30,000 people there. So it's, it's, the love affair with this team in this town has, has really been finally broken. Interesting because, you know, I find the same thing a little bit with, you know, with the Giants fans. I mean, we're headed toward, I think, six losing seasons in seven years, although, you know, the last three or four weeks have given some optimism. But, you know, the stadium the other day when I was there, the stadium was half empty. And I don't know about you, but for these, you know, historic NFL franchises, you know, teams that have won championships and always been, you know, kind of the 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 flag bearers for the league. It's kind of sad to look at that. Well, it depends on which team you're a fan of, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're somebody in the nether regions, you're thinking, finally our turn. Uh, you know, the L.A. fans, I'm sure, are happy again. But, but, yeah, I mean, the NFL benefits from a strong New York Giants and a strong Washington Redskins. I mean, fans still watch Redskins games. They're still highly rated. Um, just a while. I mean, last night, Monday night, lost to Philadelphia. Um, Washington's like 5-28 and 28 in primetime games in over so many years. I mean, it, it's just awful at night. It's just like the embarrassing moment. You know, Thanksgiving Day game, too. Anything national televised, you know, they need to play 1 o'clock Sunday games and be left alone. That's the only way they'll survive. They can't do it at night, so... I thought they looked, their season was lost when they lost to Dallas on Thanksgiving, and they've just since you know fallen apart. But yeah, I agree with you that the league, you know, when the Packers are losing, the Giants are losing, it, it hurts the NFL a little bit. It does. So, so let me ask you. You know, we'll wrap up. Let me ask you. Um, what do you uh, What do you think about Sunday's Sunday's game coming up? Yeah, Barkley should be fine. Yeah, then, then the Giants will win this one. Yeah, melt down your gold and cash in your bonds. Now it's sports betting's label. Go for it. <laughs> I haven't seen the line, but um, you know, it, I think the Giants, you know, get a little payback on this one, and and the Giants, you know, it's always been a great game. I mean, people tell me the Giants' biggest rival is the Redskins. Would you agree with that? Right now, you know, I don't know. I think we actually had a poll on that recently, and 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 I think fans are kind of split on that one between the different NFC East teams. I think it tends to, it it tends to to fluctuate based on whoever's good. I mean, at, and and at this point, at this point, that hasn't been the Redskins for a while. So, so I, 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 so I would I, agree with that too. I mean, I've always historically the Giants and Redskins have been since they both been in the league since. 30s, I guess. Right. It's been a, a big annual rival. I mean, the Giants are not necessarily the Redskins. It's always Dallas, but that's become a cliche, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And it's not nearly like what it used to be, partly because both teams are not great teams like they used to be. Right. Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, but here in Washington, you know, 5% of the population in Washington area is people from New York. Mm. Um, the biggest group outside of the foreigners, foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of weird that you know this is such a melting pot that your neighbors will be Giants fans here easily, or Eagles fans, or, mm-hmm. or the Cowboys fans.
fans. They always say if you hate your family, you're a Cowboys fan. So, um, <laughs> you know, especially in this town. So we're kind of used to the enemy amongst us here, mm-hmm. uh, kind of mentality. And, and I expect, I would not be surprised if there are more Giants fans maybe in the stadium this week. And some weeks, some games in past years have been like that too. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think everybody here is just giving up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know how much you can, how much, uh, Hey, Rick, always appreciate a few minutes of your time. We seem to do this, you and I, about uh, about once a year, and, and I always enjoy uh, chatting with you for a few minutes. Yeah, glad to come on. Okay, Giants fans, that pretty much wraps up our show for today. I thank Rick Snyder for spending some time with me breaking down Giants Redskins as we get ready for Sunday's game. A reminder to please subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Also check us out at BigBlueView.com on Instagram, on Facebook. Follow at Big Blue View on Twitter. All right, Giants fans, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye now. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.